the FCS college football experience celebration bowl and final four FCS playoff reaction show episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by hall of fame bets, the sports betting platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Uh, sign up at gametime.co. Use that promo code CFBX for $20 off. Once again, gametime.co, promo code CFBX for $20 off. And remember, as always, folks, too, let it ride. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to S G P N let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, Woo! welcome. Welcome to the FCS College Football Experience Reaction Show as we prep for Frisco, Texas, the national championship. But we had a conclusion. We now know the two teams that are in it after the playoffs. And we had the celebration bowl happen. Uh, we will talk about that. Also, coaching hires, transfer portal, all that good stuff. I'm glad to be here. Perhaps you're wondering who the hell you're listening to. And that is fair. My name is Colby Swing and Dare to Base Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Yes, yes, yes. Happy holidays. Happy, happy, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All that good stuff. Glad to be here talking. A lot of shit is happening. College football is just bananas right now with all the shit happening. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to Nick Francis, long time fan of the show. Appreciate you tuning in, Nick. As I know he's throwing some slander at Green. I love it. Uh, I'm also uh, joined by my co host. This guy, you know, he's down there in South Florida. It's always got a. He's always got some type of fruit in his drink, alcoholic drink. You know, he's down there on the beaches. You know, I, I, if he's not surfing, he's wakeboarding, parasailing. He's on power boats nonstop. All right. Even the boats with the little fucking fans in them that are in Police Academy 5. He's doing all that shit. Give it up for the Gulf Coast guru himself, Mike Rose. How you doing, bro? What is up, brother? Yeah, I'm actually doing some island camping next weekend, so I'm ready for that. And you know what you got to love is that we really we have a championship game coming up and it was a real playoff to get there. So we're actually going to see who is the best of the best two teams that are in the the whole road to Frisco, the playoffs, man. I love it. This is awesome. I feel good about the conclusion. What about you? 
Well, with the exception of the Albany play, I feel great about the conclusion. I think the championship game is going to be fantastic. It, and and any idiot that says, "Well, it's the one and two seed they met in the championship," well, yeah, what? But they actually earned it. They earned mm-hmm. it there. You know, you'd be surprised what happens. You know, you no one can question that, uh, except idiots. So, um, yeah, I mean, with the exception of the Albany play, because I did. Let's just get let's just get it out of the way. So it had been since 2018 since I lost the game by 59 points. That's the worst I've ever. And that was Maryland, Penn State when I took Maryland. Uh this one was the same exact score, 59 nothing. I thought Albany could cover that, you know, 21 and a half points. I also thought Albany was live to potentially win it on the money line. They quit. And not only did they quit, their star defensive lineman and their star quarterback Reese Poffenberger hit the portal right after that. Holy shit, what a defeat. That was just ridiculous. I mean, I got nothing. I don't even have anything. They were beat down in every phase of the game. Absolutely pathetic performance. And it looked like they quit. It looked like they didn't want to be there. It looked like they were afraid to tackle, afraid to jump on the loose ball. Uh, what'd you make of this game, man? Yeah, man. Uh, I got it at 21 and a half as well. And I, I even texted you as the game was coming up and I saw the line jumped all the way to 17 and a half. And I was like, Oh man, you know, that's sweet. I'm so glad I got it at 21 and a half. Like by the end of the first quarter, I'm like, nope, I'm still a fucking idiot. But uh, I think the real story to take away, man, and this is something I've been wondering. I wanted to ask you, realistically, if you were to just, you know, whatever, this exact team play over the year, but you drop South Dakota State up into the FBS, how good do you think this team would be in the FBS? Like, are they winning the Big Ten West? Potentially, especially, <laughs> right. especially if you're telling me you're getting Iowa, they bet they almost beat Iowa a year ago. Yeah. 13, nine or something, right? Yeah. And especially you tell me Iowa has to come to Brookings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually j- sort of joking around, but I was like telling Patty C here in the studio, I was like the big 12 should get North Dakota state and South Dakota state. Cause they're as good as your average. I mean, shit, they're better than a lot of you can go one by one. Like I think South Dakota state would beat several big 10 teams, pretty much every, every conference. They'd probably be middle of the pack in a lot of power five conferences. If not all of them, I mean, so, ACC, I'd have them top five, you know? Yeah. Probably. I mean, they're really fucking <laughs> yeah. good. North Dakota state too, year in year out. You know, there's yeah. a reason why you see all these players drafted. So, um, yeah. I mean, look, uh, Oklahoma state hosts South Dakota state to, to open the season next year. And I know South Dakota state's got a lot of seniors on this team that are gone. I don't know who, I mean, I guess I'd make, if it was up to me, I'd make Oklahoma state like a short favorite. We'll see what happens in the portal, but and North Dakota state opens at Colorado next year. So big time games there, man. But what a fucking dominating performance by South Dakota state. Especially after the Villanova game, I thought they were vulnerable. I thought the Vill- Villanova game proved that they were vulnerable. No, <laughs> as they head to Frisco, Texas, uh, and then on the other side of that, this game was why ev- this dude. I I am going to say okay when I think about the FBS, the best games that I can recall from this year, I think the Washington Oregon game in Seattle was it was a really good football game. Uh, you could say Michigan, Ohio state, even though that lead did not really change. Right. 
Uh, Michigan, I think, led the whole way. But you could kind of put like five, six games. Oklahoma, Texas, Red River shootout. Pretty much every year is always a phenomenal game. Um, Alabama, Auburn, but those games are all fantastic. But I think you could argue the last two home games in Missoula, Furman at Montana, and then North uh, North Dakota State at Montana, unbelievably awesome. Like, I'll put that up against any of the games in the FBS and say, you know, it's at least on the same level. You know, like I think you could argue it's the best game of the fucking whole football season. What a fucking crazy ending, too. I felt like North Dakota, Montana let North Dakota State off the hook by them scoring on that final possession. And by them doing that, I was like, man, I had a feeling that North Dakota State was going to win the game then. When I got to that point, I was like, they're going to fucking steal this game. In overtime, the completion on the two point conversion on a play that was just bananas. A, HB toss pass. Where they play into the blitz, they play into the blitz like the, the it, it it just looked like the play was getting blown up. There's a face mask that happens, and then uh, Montana throws the ball, gets deflected and caught in the end zone. One of the most unbelievable plays I can recall, uh, you know, over the past few years of college football. And then you obviously had the interception in overtime. This game was sn- every. I already watched it a second time. What'd you make of this game? Yeah, I mean, first of all, shout out to Junior Bergen, man. He came up with some. I mean, that punt return was freaking amazing. Every that week, was awesome. that guy. I know that guy is is just straight fire. You got to pay attention to him. I thought for sure after they missed the extra point, I, that's all I was thinking in my head. As soon as it happened, you know, I had Montana money line. I thought him when they were a dog, and uh, I'm thinking, oh man, that's what comes back to bite you, especially when you're playing a blue blood like North Dakota State. Like this is what hits you. That extra point's gonna hurt. Sure enough, North Dakota State ties it up towards the end of the game there, and I'm just like, ah, oh, shit, here we go. But uh, I, I mean, Montana did what they did all year, man, and they just found a way to get it done. I mean, after the first few weeks of the season, after the NAU loss, this team turned it around, and I mean, that's why we locked them up. That's why they were our number one pick last week. You know, it just they're a damn good team, and 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 they they won two games that were uh, you know Furman and now this one that they had to fight tooth and nail to get, and that's uh that's how you get battle tested, and that's how you get ready for a championship game. Yeah. I mean, one of them, like the story that Montana, the storybook season that Montana is having right now is unbelievable. Like early in the gates, you know, not only us, I can remember I was uh, listening to ESPN Missoula and they were just saying like Bobby Hawks, they think that he was going to get fired after like Butler had played him close. They had lost an early September game and they just look like a team that was very struggling. They made a quarterback change and this team rallied around that. And what a fucking run. This is an epic run. I can't wait for Frisco, Texas. I don't, my only complaint was I think they should play it this weekend. I think waiting that long sucks. Yeah, I agree with that. They should play it on Christmas every year. I bet you their ratings would be up. Bet yeah, you, I mean, especially with or Christmas Eve. Else going on. Yeah. yeah. One of the two. I, Watch that over these trash bowl games in the FBS, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a fucking run. When you really think about it, you know, I I love all sports and there's certain runs you see. I remember the LA Kings had an unbelievable run. I think their second Stanley Cup championship. You see these certain runs and the, unfortunately in the FBS in college football, you don't really get to see it. I guess you could say TCU last year mm-hmm. where they because it's a four team invitational and they'll kind of like, they kind of exclude the team that makes the crazy run for the most part. But Montana, man, this season has been fucking insane. 
this has been a crazy, crazy turn of events. And I mean, I, I wouldn't it be great if they cap it off with a, if, with an FCS national championship. Uh, I'm fascinated by it. I don't, I, I, like I said, yeah, I know there's a, a the giants uh, when they beat the Pats and Tom Brady, but there's certain teams that just kind of capture it in the middle of the season. Because I, if you ask me on like September 28th, I was like, I thought Montana would lose in the first round of the playoffs. If even get to the playoffs, you know? So what, what that's always awesome to me in sports. When you can see something like that, when you can see the change. So uh, anyway, so it sets up for South Dakota state, Montana. We'll preview that game more, uh, you know, in the coming weeks. Cause we have like two or three weeks now, uh, but I'm super excited to catch that game in Frisco, Texas. But uh, also going on this past Saturday was the celebration bowl. And I knew this line smelled, <laughs> I knew it smelled so much that I actually sprinkled a little bit on Howard money line. Now I had Montana, so I didn't go over three, but uh, I did sprinkle a little bit on Howard money line just cause it didn't make sense to me. And this game was awesome. This game did uh, first off a uh, lot of, a lot of uh, people tuned into this. I know it ha- had pretty good ratings there on ABC. Uh, Florida A and M 30 Howard 26 man in the fourth quarter, Florida A and M scored 20 points. It looked like Howard. So Howard was up 16, 10 at half, even 14, nothing at the end of the first quarter. It, you know, no one scored in the third quarter. So it was 16, 10 going into the third or go, I'm sorry, going into the fourth. And then out of the blue, Florida A and M got their shit together. I thought with about five or six minutes left in that game, they threw a critical pick six. And I was like, Howard's going to win this fucking game. Larry Scott's going to win a celebration bowl. But no, Willie Simmons and and the Rattlers focused. They 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 just made big time plays. This game was awesome, man. It, I mean, look, you know I hate dome football, but I still thought I watched the Celebration Bowl every year. The past couple of years, the Celebration Bowl has really fucking delivered. As Florida A and M caps off an eleven and one season with their only loss being in the FBS. I would love to see Florida A and M against the likes of, you know, South Dakota State's, Montana's, North Dakota State's, but. We're not going to see that. And I understand why the financial benefits from that, but man, you got to wonder what if, because Florida a and M damn good season, man, 11 and one shout out to them and congrats on a uh, celebration bowl, the national uh, black college football national championship. That's fantastic. And I thought the game was great. What'd you make of this one? Yeah, man. I mean, you said it, the, uh, the line did smell and, and, and Vegas, Vegas really handed it to everybody on that one. Uh, I, I, the only one I really actually like poured in on, on a solo bet was Montana. Uh, but I parlayed the three of them and took FAMU on the money line. Cause I was like, okay, awesome. I'll do that. I still want to bet the rat list. Cause I've been pulling for them all year. And, uh, you know, Albany cost me that parlay anyway. So whatever, but, <laughs> uh, I'm happy to see AM get this one done, man. They're a program that, you know, every now and then they put together these teams that are really good throughout the years. And, and they're always a team that just shoots themselves in the foot. I said it all season that I don't want to see it happen. I really like Willie Simmons. I think uh, with Dion gone and Jackson state kind of fell off and, and FAMU stepped up and kind of did the whole uh, everybody transfer in a lot of FBS names coming down to the Rattlers and stuff. So this was a team that had the makings of a team that could win the celebration bowl this year. They played the whole season exactly how they should. They got tested a few times in games like this and they pulled it off. So it was awesome to see that. And uh, um really, you know, just, just shout out to them. Congratulations. I, I absolutely love to see them get this one done. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, shout out to Tice Gil Kilgore says he's going to see the Troy Trojans this weekend against the Duke Blue Devils, and yeah, I mean, dominating uh, season for them again as they look good in the FBS. Check out the College Football Experience, and uh, yeah. Also, special fuck you to Roman who says uh, your basketball picks are fucking ass. No, they're not. Not today. So you're not paying attention. Fuck you, buddy. Uh, and yeah, I, had, I had a whole other thing I was going to say about AM, and I saw Roman's comment. And I was like, man, oh, wow, wow, this just threw me off my game. You don't come in throwing shade at Dundee like that. Come on now. Well, I mean, if he was yeah. accurate, I, I would own it. But I mean, right now, I do have uh, what? Let's see. Let's see. Since you want to bring this up, Niagara covered against Syracuse one. Hmm. What else did I have? Northern Colorado against air force two. Hmm. What else did I have? Nevada minus the points against temple three. Hmm. What else did I fucking have? Yes. I lost on Lafayette. Okay. Lafayette. I lost on, but I also covered on uh, Manhattan. That's a fourth one. Huh? And we opened things up with sacred heart five and one right now on my locks. Fuck you buddy. Uh, but anyway, have a good one. Shout out to Byron kid, Florida. A and M just picked up a transfer from Clemson sage Enos or Ennis. It could be. Yeah. I saw them. They got a QB too. I saw they landed a QB. I'm drawing a blank on what quarterback. Uh, let me see if I can quickly try to figure that out. But that's, that's what I wanted to talk about is the transfer portal and some coaching hirings in a second here. But I want to tell you that the FCS college football experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. They got NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Yes. Simply pick higher, or lower in your favorite players, fantasy stats and cash in. So what are you doing folks? Watch along, make picks, maybe make a little extra cash over at underdogs, mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be that stressful, folks. Game time's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, and comedy and theater that is near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll be having at that very event. So, what are you doing, folks? Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, use that promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply once again. Redeeming code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Rosso brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform. Bar parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over thirty thousand users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, we are back on the FCS College Football Experience. And hey, we're touching this on, on every level from the FBS. The portal is just kind of bonkers. And coaching hires. You know, it's that time of year. So I'm curious. I'm currently looking at, you know, some of the coaching hires that have happened. Obviously, I think the big one that everyone wants to talk about, Matt Ants, North Dakota State. He took the linebacking position at USC. 
after going what 60 and 11 and five seasons with the bison. And I actually think this hire might even be better than what they did with Matt Ants. I know that's a, a tough thing to say because he won two national championships, but they went out and hired Wyoming offensive coordinator. Remember Craig bowl was previously at North Dakota state. He kind of started that dynasty. Uh, they went out and got Tim uh, Polisek from the offensive coordinator of Wyoming. He's been a part of four uh, FCS national championship teams as an assistant coach. Now he comes back to Fargo and he's ready to win. So that, what do you make of that? High? I think that's a great hire considering. Yeah, I think uh, one thing you're definitely not going to have to worry about with that hire is culture. So he's he's going to bring that Craig Bull culture and uh, obviously a culture that has translated from North Dakota State up to the FBS. Now coming back down, um, you know, and it's North Dakota State football. It's going to look a lot like Wyoming football. They're going to pound the ball down your throat, run, run, run until you can't take it anymore. So I think it's a perfect fit as far as culture, and I think it's a perfect fit as far as what the team. Uh, just is as an identity. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think they could have done much better than that. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was a really good hire. Uh, some other news hire wise, as we're sitting here talking about this is Fred McNair is now the new head coach of Texas Southern. He leaves Alcorn state. I don't know if that's officially official yet, but I saw reports. I saw tweets on that. I'm searching for that, but I, I believe, I think I retweeted that from the account. Uh, that would be a nice get there. What do you make of that hire? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is. Fred McNair, Texas Southern. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah no, I really like that. I mean, I mean, there was something you know special, special about uh Fred McNair being at Alcorn State. So a little bummed to see him, you know, leaving that job. But um, I mean, really good hire for Texas Southern. That's a program, you know, down there in Texas, and and, and specifically in Texas in the SWAC that I think has a lot of potential to to really, you know, keep growing. So I, I like it. I think McNair's a pretty good coach, a little bummed about the all corn angle, him, him being gone from there, but yeah, definitely a good hire for Texas Southern. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, look, I want to key back in on all court state in a second, but Myron kid saying yes, Florida a and picked up Daniel Richardson from FAU. This is a guy that started at FAU. He started at central Michigan, took him to some bowl games previously. That's a nice get for the Rattlers and Willie Simmons. Um, but yeah, back to back to the coaching front. Like, so Alcorn State's new head coach was elevated from defensive coordinator, and that's Cedric Thomas. Cedric Thomas uh, used to be at Arkansas Pine Bluff. He went eight and fourteen at Pine Bluff in two thousand eighteen and nineteen. So that's who they decided to go with. Keep the staff. Try to keep everyone together. Uh, other news was Mike Minter. Has it really been 11 seasons at Campbell because he stepped down and I don't know like they were super talented. I don't know how they didn't win more. Maybe that was Mike's fault. Maybe it wasn't, but now the interim head coach is Steve Williams as they're trying to go out there and hire somebody. I think so. Uh, that's a big one. Cause that program, I think wants to spend money and wants to be good. What'd you make of that? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Th- I, I think, uh, you know, you're kind of out of excuses once you're, once you're looking at this, this program and, and what they brought in as far as transfers. I mean, we talked about it leading up to the season. We talked about it during the season. I bet this team a lot this season. I know you did too, uh, to, to cover spreads and, and win some games. They had a ton of talent. It's just, they never really made the big wave. So uh, I, I understand the the firing and I, I hope they go out and they find a kind of a splash hire to keep doing what they're doing. Cause I, I think, like you said, they want to keep growing. And I think they need to find the right guy to do it. Maybe Mike Minter just wasn't it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be something to monitor here. It's going to be very interesting to see what they go with and who they go with. Uh, Grambling hired or fired Hugh Jackson. We were a bit surprised by that. Thought he would get a third year. Uh, I know he was just dating 14 in two seasons, but now they turn to Mickey Joseph, the former Nebraska <laughs> assistant. Uh, I'm sorry. And Nebraska interim head coach. Remember, I know he got in, in trouble with the police there, but uh, interesting. I mean, I remember when he played at Nebraska, this guy's been there a lot. In, interesting. I did not see this one on my radar. Maybe it works out. Maybe he, you know, he's been a part of some good staffs. He's been a part of some bad staffs. What do you make of uh, the hiring? I'm a bit, I just thought, why not just give Hugh Jackson a third year? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. It was a very confusing hire to me. I, I was, I was very surprised to see his name come up. And especially like one of the main articles I saw was uh, Mickey Joseph talks all about culture. He's bringing to, to Grambling state and how they need discipline back. And I'm kind of thinking like, oh, weren't you the guy that kind of just got the headline in the news, got in trouble. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. It's very perplexing. Not going to lie. I didn't follow up on the whole details of his, his case. I know it was something domestic, so I'm not going to crucify the guy. Cause who knows, you know, nowadays, who knows yeah. what happens. And maybe, I haven't so, followed that story. Fuck. For all exactly. I know, for all I know, the charges got dropped. I don't know, exactly. but I, I will say that. I mean, Scott Frost's staff, I thought I like Scott Frost. I wanted mm-hmm. that to work out at Nebraska, but I watching them, especially uh, I thought he did a great job at South uh, Central Florida, but when he got to Nebraska, they were a bad coach football team. Penalties. You know. Uh just a bad coach football team. Now, I don't know how much of that is Mickey Joseph's fault and maybe it works out. Um Did you, did you hear much about the Scott? I I don't know. I I got a friend that's a big Nebraska fan. He's from Nebraska and uh he lives down here now, but he, he knew a lot of people in the town and, and, and uh, apparently there was some late nights, a lot of late nights for Scotty Frost. I heard about that too. I heard <laughs> so, about that, but I didn't know if it was true. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I don't know either. So I wasn't there. So <laughs> I mean, but, you, so what you're really saying uh, folks is uh, Scott Frost is, is probably sitting there, you know, uh, wondering maybe he wasn't, maybe he wasn't paying attention the whole time. And maybe to, to football X's and O's essentially. And maybe the only thing on my mind, Gene was pussy. Uh, understandable. You know, we're all human. Um, <laughs> so, hey, we all got to get humbled sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I get it. Cause Nebraska fans were sitting there saying the fuck is that? Yeah. Uh, Morehead State hired a new head coach. Remember, Rob, 10 years gone, four and seven. He went 47 and 73 in 11 years. They went out and hired Jason Woodman, who was 60 and 47 in 10 seasons on the D2 level at Fairmont State. Interesting hire. I like it. Taking a shout out to some of these coaches that have proven themselves. We saw, uh, we saw Holy Cross, you know, obviously Bob Chesney left for JMU. Dan Curran comes in from Merrimack. I thought that was a great, great fit for Holy Cross, but Merrimack needed to figure out who they were going to hire as a head coach because Curran was there 11 years and he's really brought that program up to the FCS level. They went out and hired Mike Gennetti, who uh, was their defensive coordinator over the past, past few years, actually 19 seasons. So that, what do you make of those two hires, the Moorhead State and the Merrimack hire? 
Um, you know, Moorhead, you can kind of throw a dart on that one. I mean, you know, on paper, it kind of looks good. I, I, I like bringing up the guys with uh, winning records down there in D2. Um, but Moorhead State, that's such a tough job. So, I mean, he's got his work cut out for him. I wish him the best. That, that one's hard to predict. Uh, Merrimack, I, I don't have a warm and fuzzy on that. A lot of times when you see a guy that's been with a program that long and uh, Ken Wilson over at Nevada and the FBS kind of sticks out in my mind. It's a guy kind of like always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like he's there for a long time. The job comes up and he stays on staff, but he never gets offered the job. Eventually he does. And and I can't think of too many times off the top of my head where that particular situation is the guy that ends up like really crushing it. So I think, you know, as, as far as understanding the school, understanding the culture, all that, yes, probably a good fit. Uh, is he going to be able to keep this, this rise for Mary Mac going? I, I don't know. I think, uh, I'm not optimistic on that one, honestly. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think I might, I might be all right. Sometimes people wait their whole turn and maybe they picked up a lot like a sponge during those 19 years, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Marist also remember legendary coach who had been there 32 years, longest in all of uh, D one college football, Jim parody retired. They uh, back uh, two days ago, they announced their new head coach, Mike Willis, who was the offense coordinator at Princeton. Interesting. What do you make of that hire? Yeah, I think uh, I think that one could definitely translate. I mean, you're talking about Princeton, obviously toughest, one of the tougher teams in the Ivy League, consistently year in year out. So uh, good pedigree. I mean, my mind kind of goes to Kevin Cahill coming over from Yale to uh, what I believe Lehigh, correct? Yeah, and he seemed to have them feisty and fighting in games. So I think obviously you're going to have a team that's disciplined and that uh, you know runs the ball a lot, plays uh, smart, fundamental football. So. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that one pans out. I, I got hope for it. And, and Marista is a tough job. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're all going to be fast. We'll keep you updated on what Campbell does as well, folks. Uh, I know we're preview the national championship game next week, but uh, I did want to touch a little bit on the transfer portal because it's been so crazy and it's only logical to think that if you kicked ass in the FCS that you're going to take a shot at going to the FBS. Uh, we've seen, I think a lot with Giovanni McCoy from the Idaho Vandals. He, he, I think what their top rusher, their top receiver all hit the portal right after that loss to Albany. And then you saw Albany, as I alluded to there's one of their star defensive linemen who had over uh, 11 sacks on the season. He hit the portal. Uh, and then Reese Poffenberger right after that hit the portal, the star quarterback for the great Danes. And you saw that was Tyler Huff at Furman doing the same thing. He hit the portal. Haj Malik Williams at Campbell hit the portal. So, I mean, you have, I'm assuming all of them are going to make that jump up to the FBS. Um, But I mean, what a, uh, what a season so far in the off season, just with, with all the transfers, um, it's just kind of been unbelievable that, uh, that the best, the best teams are losing it. And I think this is probably a sign of, of times to come, but uh, I'm trying to see if there's any that went within that stood out. Um, Cole O'Doyle rules from St. Francis landed at East, uh, East Tennessee state. That is one. So the other ones we will, we'll update you when we find out where they go. But uh, obviously Daniel Richardson coming in from Florida Atlantic to Florida A and M. That's a great gift for the Rattlers. And then Cole O'Doyle rules from St. Francis to ETSU. What do you make of that get? 
Yeah, man. I mean, I, I love the Richardson one for uh, Florida A&M off the rip. So that's great. But um, I, I mean, ETSU, they're just so far. I mean, talking to FCS football, if you're talking to the FCS portal, uh, ETSU's they're, they're the, they're the headline. They're the, they're the star of the show right now. Uh, you know, Lamb brought basically everybody from Gardner Webb over, and then you're bringing in a experienced quarterback like Cole Doyle rules. I love that. I mean, he had a good run there at St. Francis. Now he's transferring over joining up with the new staff at ETSU. The only thing I'm curious about is, uh, also what is it? Jalen King, I believe is his name. Another quarterback. Yeah. Jalen King from Gardner Webb transfers follows coach over to uh, ETSU. the whole garden web team. Yeah, everybody, everybody, man has followed uh, Trey lamb to East Tennessee state. Uh, I'm looking to fade the running bulldogs a little bit next year. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating to see. I know Maine's starting quarterback. I think what he transferred out to Mary Mac. That was, so. that was a little surprising, um, but it, it's something we're going to have to keep you up to date with folks because uh, it's just going to be bananas. As I imagine, you're going to see some other players from the FBS drop down to the FCS. And then, you know, uh, some, some I'm imagining Giovanni McCoy, Paul Finberger, and Tyler Huff are going to be starting quarterbacks or at least competing for starting quarterback spots in the FBS. It sucks. I think if you're an Albany great Dane fan, this is college football in 2023 or 24. And you know, I don't like it as much as, you know, you know, just, I'm just like you, I don't like it, but it is what it is. I do think it'd be devastating. If you're an Albany fan, you're like, man, we can build on this year. We made the final four let's build on this. But then you look around you're like, well, our best players just left. <laughs> can we well, build you, on it? <laughs> you also wonder if that affects something like, uh, you know, Gattuso, the coach, you know, does, does that affect his decision to, you know, Hey, maybe I shop around a little bit in the off season. Now we're obviously probably not going to run it back next year and get back to the semifinals. You know, the, the, so I, I don't know. Like, I feel like that it kind of affects programs as a whole, especially smaller ones like Albany that aren't great year right. in. And year remember, out. they had Jared Verse, who's like mm-hmm. maybe the best defensive lineman in college yeah. football <laughs> for Florida State. Imagine if he was on that Albany team this past year. Whoo, mm-hmm. they might win it all. Uh, it's hard. I know it's hard to say that when they lost fifty nine nothing, but I'm just saying you never know. Uh, yeah, we'll keep you covered on the portal gets. Uh, we're gonna get out of here in a minute, but I did want to touch on the. D two national championship Harding flex bone offense only completed what? Like 56 passes on the whole season. They beat the piss out of Colorado school of mines, 38 to seven, put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. All these people that think you can't run the fucking option or flex bone national champs. They started their football program. What? Like seven years ago. That's what I'm talking about right there. D two national champions. I, I just hope more teams open up their minds to uh, if you want to win and if you want to win now, wishbone, triple option, flexbone, all oh, flexbone specifically, I think would be the, the, the smartest one. If you're trying to win yeah. now, if I'm the head I'm, coach I'm of Moorhead state, it, yeah. Yeah. Like to me, like why, why, Iowa, Iowa, go Van, out there, Vanderbilt, the tri- triple Vanderbilt. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you doing? Vanderbilt uh-huh. should do it every fucking year. Uh, all those schools to me, like, uh, there's a lot. Indiana, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You can yeah. go. I think half personally. I think half the FBS. I think half the FCS should be running it. I don't know why the they're Georgia, not. Georgia Tech's all the proof you need. Two Orange <laughs> Bowl wins. Look at Nebraska when they were running. They're winning national championships. So uh, D three also we had that the, the D three national championship might have been the the best game of the whole entire uh, whole entire you know 
others, you know, playoffs, including D2, D3, NAIA. Cortland beat North Central, the reigning national champs, 38 37. Whew. I mean, that Look game, at, I don't know if you caught that game. For Zach Boys, the Oh my for, God. Holy shit. That guy's a gamer, too. I like the way he plays. Uh, what a uh what a, a a game. If you haven't got a chance, that's on ESPN Plus, folks. Let's stay on the man there. Uh and then in the NAIA, you had uh what Kaiser Soze take down Northwestern Iowa. That was a fun game, too. Um just want to give those guys some love. Appreciate all levels of football folks. And we appreciate you rocking with us. So we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and happy new year. Even that jackass in the chat that thought I had a bad college basketball day. Look, I said, go fuck yourself. And I meant that. And I mean that, but also Merry Christmas and happy new year. All right. Uh, folks give golf coast guru a follow on Twitter at GCG underscore wins. Next week, we will be back sometime in the next 10 days. We'll be back uh, t- previewing the national championship, and maybe we'll have some news at a Bowie's Creek, North Carolina on who Campbell's hiring and maybe some more portal news. Uh, but yes, we're looking forward to it. Give me a follow on Twitter at the Colby D the college football experience. The FCS college football experience is on Twitter at uh, TCE on SGPN. Give us a follow. Let us know what you think. Please, if you can't hop over to iTunes, give us a five star review. We'd appreciate it. And also, um, what are you doing? YouTube.com slash the college experience. Watch the show. Subscribe. It's the hub for all of our stuff. <clears throat> I'm here every night talking college basketball. I'll be back in about an hour. All right. So boom. Check it out. We also have the the, the FBS show, college football experience, college baseball experience, myself, Noah Beanick, and the Big 12 experience. Big 12 fans out there. Check it out. Uh they, we all come together as one on the college experience, YouTube page, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, get the SGPN app. You'll get access to all of our articles. Mike Rose here, Gulf coast guru. <clears throat> he is always doing good content for us, writing some good articles. So you'll get access to that. Uh, I'm, 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 I'll hop over there and write a few articles too. get my John Hancock on, you know, uh, folks until next time though, check out that, check out all that shit. Check out the sports gambling podcast, the bottom line, Bob's podcast, a lot of great ones out there right now. Check it all out. And until next time, this is the FCS college football experience. I can't wait for Frisco, Texas. You better start thinking about yours and we are out of here.